Hello, I'm Sean Gilligan and welcome to the School Jotter podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss remote education for local lockdowns. As schools return in the autumn, there is the chance that schools will have to close due to local lockdowns. And when this happens, there will be various hearings and scenarios. And so schools need to be ready for remote education. In this episode, we look at some of the best practice out there and case studies from the first wave of coronavirus. In some schools, teachers have made the decision to create and provide virtual lessons via video. In these instances, staff will explain the topic to learners and get them to pause the video and complete tasks such as questions, fill in the blanks or research various activities. The advantage of posting a video lesson, which is then asynchronously accessed, means that children can access the learning at a time appropriate to their needs. For example, if they're in a busy household and it's noisy or perhaps they don't have access to a laptop, they can tune in to the video at a time of their pleasing. So this means that if other siblings or parents are using the laptop, then the child doesn't miss out. And this is crucially important. There are plenty of video platforms out there, such as YouTube or Google Drive, where you can upload video. Another platform that's worth looking at is Watch and Learn. For example, Watch and Learn can be accessed on the web at watchandlearn.io, or you can download mobile apps for Google Play and for Android. Other ideas for remote learning and virtual schools are things such as online training through live and on-demand webinars to explain technology and the approach to learning, but also the loaning of devices for pupils uh, to ensure that there is access for all. There can be many situations where the families don't have equal access and therefore less reliance on online learning is needed. Indeed, some schools have teamed up with local supermarkets to have weekly education packs that can be collected by parents. This is important because some families and parents don't have printers and paper and therefore this allows learning to continue. It's important to keep pupils motivated and engaged. One way to do this is to provide bite-sized information for keeping pupils interested and engaged when working online. Some schools are adopting flipped learning methods. This involves introducing them to material before class and then giving them more information during lessons when they can be directed and supported. This can allow for pupils to learn the same material at different times or different locations. Further learning experiences can be provided by offering group work or activities to deepen the learning and the understanding. Where schools spot a lack of engagement, quite often the phone is picked up and parents are spoken to. Each school is unique and so adaptive teaching design is needed. Where the population of pupils with English as an additional language is higher, other approaches might be needed. For example, you can't just provide PowerPoints to a pupil with a hyperlink. A greater explanation of the teaching and the learning is needed to assist the learners. To assist the learner, providing links to quality videos and podcasts can help with differentiation. Not just one-way podcasting and videos, but two-way video and voice note communication can be used to check that the class is ready to move on. In order to gain rapid feedback, for example, you could run an online survey to check pupils' understandings. 
when you're delivering online learning, it's important to ensure that the platforms are mobile friendly because some pupils won't have access to a laptop and they may only have access to mobile phones or tablet devices. It's also useful to give daily feedback to pupils through messaging platforms to ensure that they're on track. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these various case studies of how remote education can be conducted within a local lockdown. And there's other resources on the School Jotter blog, which can be found at schooljotter.com. Thank you for listening to the School Jotter podcast. If you've enjoyed it, do share on social media and subscribe. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.